0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. I didn't have a bad day for the first 35 years
1: of my life. And then my college sweetheart, the mother of my two children, the woman that I was to grow old with, developed breast cancer. And six years later, me and my two little boys walked up uh, to mommy's casket.
0: Rick Rigsby found himself afraid to hope. Eventually, he remembered a wise lesson from his third grade dropout dad, son, just stand. Next.
2: Today, I'm Sheila Walsh and I'm joined by Ronnie Robison. We gave James and Betty the night off. Well deserved. And I'm excited about today's show. Sometimes you know when you I travel a lot and sometimes you're out in the road and you bump into someone and you just immediately think this is one of my people. Well, that's exactly how I felt the first time I met my guest and his wife. Um, amazing people and a fantastic book. You're gonna love this. So please, will you help me welcome our guest, Dr. Rick Rigsby. Thank you, Sheila. Awesome. to have you. How are you? Good, good. to see you. Again. Thank you. Thank you. I liked liked a lot of things about you, but the fact that you had once been a professor at Texas A&M. Yes. Thanks and giggle. Giggle. Giggle, Maggie. That's where your son is. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. my son's a junior there and absolutely loves it. It's
1: a great school.
2: Yeah, it is. It's a fantastic school. Um, One of the things I found so intriguing about your book is called Afraid to Hope, Discover the Courage to Dream Again. Yes. That's an interesting title, Afraid to Hope. Yes. Do you want to
1: unpack that a little? Especially from a person that was never afraid to hope. I was the golden boy. I had great parents. I had, I mean, Big Daddy was rolling. I had everything. I had an awesome, godly mom and dad. I, uh, expectations were high, we were taught to hope. Uh, I graduated from college. The day before I graduated, I, I got hired as a television reporter. Uh, I married my college sweetheart. Uh, we had a couple of children. I didn't have a bad day for the first 35 years of my life. And then, my college sweetheart, the mother of my two children, the woman that I was to grow old with, developed breast cancer, and six years later, me and my two little boys walked up uh, to mommy's casket. And for a long time, I didn't want to live. I didn't want to dream. I was afraid to hope. I was mad at God. Can you imagine this? You're holding, you're holding God's hand with one hand, and you're shaking your fist at God with the other. But I'm just here to tell you, he's not intimidated by our temporary lapses in judgment. He still pursued me. Yet, I was angry at him. I was mad at Trina uh, for abandoning us. Hmm. You know, that makes no logical sense. But you're it's not coming. thinking logically. Yeah. You're not thinking theologically. As a matter of fact, I did what I had done the previous 35 years. I made it all about God me. And now what happens when you make your life all about you and the bottom falls out? I'll tell you what happens. You're afraid to hope. Yeah. Because God let me down. At least that's what I thought.
2: But there's something about that though, Rick, that's very honest and vulnerable. Because I think sometimes we're afraid to be angry with God. But if you look at the book of Job, at the very end, the only one that God actually is pleased with is Job who said he spoke the truth.
1: That's exactly right. And what I found is this, I found that God created us in his image with all of our emotion. And what I discovered was, Uh, the more angry I got at God, the closer he came to me. Interesting. I'm trying to push him back because I don't trust you, I don't want you in my space, I don't want you, I'm gonna manipulate things. So I used food and feelings to manipulate my way to to appease the pain to medicate the pain. I don't want to live. I would see you and your husband and I would be jealous and envious. I would see you and your wife and I would think that's the thing that's stripped from me. I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to live. I don't want to hope. I was afraid to live again. I was afraid to, I was afraid to trust God again.
2: How did In her last days, how did your wife cope with what was the reality of the fact she was leaving the husband she loved and the two children that she loved? Yeah,
1: great question, Sheila. That was the turning point, that my wife was in a hopeless situation, but yet was filled with the hope of God. Watch this. Two days before she died, uh, no hair because of chemotherapy, Uh, a tummy that pooched out because of a liver no longer working. She weighed 80 pounds. I remember very vividly uh, on this particular day, I'm in the kitchen, she's on the couch surrounded by pillows. Our then youngest son walks down the stairs with 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 a shirt and I hear Trina say, Andrew, mama, not always gonna be able to help you. She was saying goodbye to her baby. She she knew that, barring a miracle, the time of her departure had come. I waited for Andrew to leave. I walked around, sat next to her on the couch, and these were some of her last words to me. She said, it doesn't matter to me any longer how long I live. What matters to me most is how I live. I learned how to live from a dying wife in a hopeless situation, but a heart filled with hope. Guess what? It is my great privilege to go all over the world and just remind people, you might be in a hopeless situation, but you serve a God of hope. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're breathing, Mm -hmm. as long as you're breathing,
3: there's hope. You you, you talk about, okay, so hope. Let's just hit hope for a second. Yes, please. Because to most people, hope is a little bit of a wish. Yes. It's, uh, this is not the way things are but I wish they could be better. That's right, Randy.
1: That's right. a great question. You know, we, we've neutered uh, the power yeah. of, 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 out of hope. Well, hope is a wish fulfillment. Hope has been relegated to the basement of human emotion because of the way that we casually banter about the word. I hope it doesn't rain. I hope our favorite team wins. I hope we get a chance to see this movie. And, and, and all of those are, are, are sincere declarative statements, but that does not... Mesh well with Jesus as the hope of the world that doesn't mesh well with Romans 15 13 may the God of hope Mm. Fill you with his joy and his peace. So there's an incongruency there if if we Believe the Bible and believe every word we are created in the image of God, right? If we're created in the image of God, we're created with the component to hope and so hope has to be more than just a passive notion or a fleeting moment. And so I define hope as, as this quality that is within every one of us that places a transformative demand upon the heart to expect the absolute best outcome. There's the rub. It's a fight between the flesh and the spirit. I want my outcome. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. I want what's best right. for me. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yes, the best sir. outcome long, right. according to who? That's right? exactly right. So, so when I started to, to look at hope uh, from, a, from a real biblical perspective, I saw something that was dynamic, transformative, life-changing. As a matter of fact, it's the prerequisite to faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You can't have faith unless you have hope. Mm -hmm. And so hope is is really the quality that God has bestowed inside of us that, that causes us to get up. Causes us to stand up, causes us to lean in, causes us to move on.
3: Right. You knew this though, going into the trials. Yeah, see there's one thing to know and there's another thing to act. And that's my question is how did that go from being
1: theory to reality? Great question, I made it all about me. Anytime you make it all about you, you neuter the power of God. Basically what you're saying is you don't need God. Because I'm going to maneuver myself out of this situation. So here I have these great parents who always said, don't ever lose hope. And I'm saying, but you never felt the pain that I felt. You don't have any idea what it's like to cry yourself to sleep every single night. I made it about me for a long time. And so when you make it about you, I can, I can sense God saying, all right, you want to make it about you. But just remember one thing, I'm here. Yeah. I'm right here. As a matter of fact, I remember when I started to make that turn, I remember that wonderful scripture, God is uh, a very present help in a time of need. All I got out was God is. But that's when I discovered that's all I needed. That's God good. is. Mm-hmm. But guess what helped me to move from disbelief to belief? The, 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 a third grade dropout, daddy who at the casket At Trina's casket, you talk about a declaration of hope. At the casket, he's crying. Trina is his daughter, not his daughter-in-law. i would never seen my dad cry before. He turns to me and he says these words, son, just stand. In other words, keep hoping, Mm -hmm. keep going, Mm -hmm. don't quit. Mm -hmm. Don't give up the fight, Mm -hmm. despite how you feel. And then look at this line that caused me to turn around. It doesn't matter, Ricky, any longer how long I live. What matters is how I live. The two greatest influences other than the Lord Jesus Christ in my life, a third grade dropout daddy and a dying wife who said, go on, hope, dare to dream again. And so at some point, my pain literally exhausted me.
2: Tell me about that. The, video, the genesis of this video yeah. that went viral.
1: Yeah. What happened was, I had nothing to do with it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I,
1: I, Sheila, I've been manipulating since I came out the womb. But, but I mean, I, 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 I couldn't have done this. I'm giving a commencement address at California Maritime Academy, April 2017, a year ago. And ironically, it was where my father was a simple cook at this academy. A company called Goldcast saw it and decided to edit it and put a music bed to it. And now it's over 200 million hits. Do, do you know what I think? I, I think it is a world saying, help me. Don't, don't just show up with your blow-dried smile, help me. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't just show up with your new outfit, help me. Don't just give me some Christian terms, help me, love me just love me. Billy Graham just went home. Mm-hmm. Guess what his legacy was? He loved people. Right. So my great aim is to love others without expecting to be loved in return. Mm. I mean, I love them all. I love gay. I love lesbian. I, I love rednecks. I'm a black neck, redneck. I love <laughs> people. I love people. And this video has, is God's invitation. God basically said, son, I'm opening up the doors to the church of the wow. world. Wow. walk through and give them my hope. So it's quite a departure from living for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, there is nothing like going through the valley. How could the worst days of my life be the best days? Mm-hmm. How could there be so much pain, but yet be uh, such, such a time of communion? My heart had to be broken mm-hmm. so that I would have a heart for the broken yeah, heart.
3: Th- that's what I'm hearing is that yeah. th- the hope didn't become... Real. I mean, you, you knew it was there, yeah. you knew it up here, right. but it wasn't necessarily as real as it is now until you were broken. You're I mean, right, you Randy. You're absolutely right. For, for
1: 35 years, I was a hustler. I, I, I advanced my own agenda. I manipulated my way in and out of things. Uh, I, I did everything with one focus in mind, and it wasn't Jesus, but I wanted him to bless it. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, I wanted him to bless it walk in the pulpits just pretty much styling and profiling Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir, and and made it all and what what this is what's interesting all during those years of preaching the gospel But not knowing the gospel Mm. all during those years of preaching love but not loving people Mm. guess what I was hearing in one ear God saying, I want all of you. Mm. And my response was, No, I'm 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 rolling. Good. I'm good. I'm doing I'm good. I'm doing real mm. well. Mm. So I would reduce his voice to manageable proportions. Mm. I would reduce his voice to just a whisper, and then one day yeah. he says, I'm gonna create this platform, and ultimately you're gonna become a broken vessel, and you will reveal my glory to the world. Mm-hmm. And, and you're gonna, not going to like me for a while. And you're not going to even trust me for a while. But I got great news. And the news is you're going to get to know me for the first time mm-hmm. in your life. Which is the story of Job. It's my a story eyes, of jo-
2: My ears had heard about yes. you before but now my yes. eyes have seen Amen.
1: you. I, I read those chapters and that's my life Sheila. Mm-hmm. You know I can tell you uh, yet he slay me at some point. I had to decide that I would trust in him.
2: And did God bring a new woman into your oh life?
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you talk about a brick house now. Oh, my, oh We're going baby. there. Y'all oh, wow. need to put a camera on her. I'm trying to tell you right now. So l- <laughs> listen to this. Only God. I, as, as far as I had to get to the point where I remembered saying once, once I began to trust God, love him and really realize that it was not about me. My boys needed just, they didn't need just a a dad. They needed a mama and a daddy. And so I started remembering the words of a dying wife, remembering the words of that third grade dropout and, and started trusting again. And I remember getting to the point where I said, Lord, if I don't ever get married again, I am committing to you, whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, Whatever you want me to say, it has nothing. I am resigning from the Rick Rigsby Construction Company. Mm -hmm. I'm done. (laughs) Soon as I made that declaration, Mm -hmm. I start speaking again and I spot Janet. Trina was the love of my youth. Janet is the love of my life. Mm -hmm. First thing she did was she adopted those little boys, Mm -hmm. fulfilling Trina's dying wish that her babies not go through life without a mommy. Mm -hmm. She even called Trina's family and said, we'll forever be close, we're as close to them as, she took Trina's pictures out of storage and said, my husband and my boys are going to grieve in a healthy environment. Mm -hmm. And then we decided to do something that at the time we thought was a great idea, have more kids. (laughs) I'm tired, <laughs> I'm worn out, it's been great. Yeah. So now it's 35 to her. 17. That's
2: huge though, Rick. She took those pictures out? She took, I she mean, took Trina's pictures so out. so honoring of yeah. all of your life.
1: You bet. You, you, we were together during a speaking engagement. She sits in the front row and hears this story constantly. Sheila, if I married you, if something happened to Barry, you got about two, maybe three times to tell everybody how great he was, then I'm done. She hears this story and sits with grace. Janet is a trophy of God's grace. I've
2: been watching her in yeah. the audience. Yeah. And she's grinning at yeah. you yeah. every single thing. She's just looking at like, isn't he the best? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what my job is? And yeah. I, I love my audiences, a lot of Christian audiences, thousands of men. I tell them, I, my goal is to spoil my princess. Mm. My goal is to spoil her. I've lost one. I'm not gonna lose another one because of neglect. I'm not gonna lose, lose another one because of selfishness. I'm not gonna lose another one because I'm trying to advance my agenda. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Tell, me, tell me if I'm getting this right, but it, but it sounds like you limited yourself by holding on to a lot of your own agenda and yeah. not completely surrendering to God. But when you finally did because you were so broken, you, you found out that God could use you in, in a far greater way than ever before.
1: <laughs> you are so right. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've got it. I mean, you, where were you 25 years ago, man? <laughs> I didn't have to go through this. Mm. I was so limited. Here's, here's the amazing deception of Satan. The amazing deception is this. You think that if you can control and manipulate, you've got all the answers and all the freedom in the world. The reality is you're creating your own prison. And for years I was in bondage in a prison that I constructed. Mm. The best thing that ever happened to me, brokenness. Mm. The best thing. Mm. I discovered my purpose. Mm. And I discovered that that purpose had nothing to do with me. It was inextricably connected to J-E-S-U-S. And to go out and give hope. You're absolutely
2: right. It was a limiting life. You're going to love this book. It's called Afraid to Hope, Discovering the Courage to Dream Again. I'm going to tell you how to get hold of that in just a little minute. But one of the amazing things is when God invades your life, he washes your eyes again and you see everybody differently. And you want to make a change in their lives too. So we want you to watch something and then we're going to tell you how you can help us do that. Watch this.
4: (laughs) I'm here with little Bernardo, who's two years old, who's fighting for his life, dying in a malnutrition clinic because of a tragedy called starvation, a lack of food. And I wish I could tell you that I believe Bernardo will actually leave this clinic, but I don't know if he will. Because unfortunately, more children that come into these clinics don't leave than what leave alive. See, you have the luxury of changing the channel and I really hope that you don't do that right now because I actually need you to do the opposite and to see the reality of what's on your screen. You say, but how do we change that? What what do I do? I'll tell you what you can do. You can give a gift right now that is literally a gift of life. The best gift you could ever give. The gift of life to Bernardo, You can reach out and you can give that gift to multiple children. To children out in the villages where there isn't enough food. Children that haven't got to malnutrition clinics yet. If we meet them before they're in this condition, we know we can save them. We do it time and time and time again. We can guarantee that we save their lives. When they get to where Bernardo is right now, when their arms are the thickness of my thumb, I can't guarantee anything, except that I'll do my very best. Please, do your very best today. Give whatever gift you can give, because that gift is a gift of life.
3: I appreciate so much Esauk being willing to go there. It's hard to be there. It's hard to watch those pictures. But you saw many times that, that bright orange bowl. That's something we provided. That's something actually you provided. Every bowl represents a meal. Every meal represents life. And every time we give that, we give those children hope. This would be an impossible thing to do if we didn't know that we are in a position, that God has put us in a position to reach out and save lives. That's what mission feeding is. It's life, it's hope, and it's all in the name of Jesus. So we have an incredible opportunity here to reach out. Our goal is 400,000 children that we want to feed, and not just once or twice, but on an ongoing basis. We ask you to join us so that we can give food for three months at a time, $30.00 will give food to three children for three whole months. Every day. It, it, that's that's revolutionary. Sheila, I, I know you've been there. You've seen okay. what uh, just that simple bowl of soup every day will do.
2: I know. And I remember something your mom said that we... Our commitment is that the line would never be longer than the food that we have to offer them. I mean, that's what we said to so many of the villages that we've gone into. Um, and we're going back again. Randy's going to Angola. and I'm going to Burundi. And we've, we've said that to the, to the chiefs, to the teachers. You know, we will not forget you. We will not come home and just suddenly think, well, you know. In fact, somebody said something to me and it made me so mad. They said, um, well, don't you think they get used to that over there? Do you think... Any mother on this earth gets used to putting a child in a grave? There's no, there's no way that a mother would get used to that. I've watched this one woman who said, I wish sometimes there was a stairway up to heaven, because I've got more children up there than I do down here. And if, it was, if there was nothing we could do, if it was some terrible out, you know, disease that we couldn't help, But this is so curable. It literally takes one bowl of food and it's not just, it looks like super oatmeal, but it's specially made over there in our factories to provide every kind of vitamin and nutrient these children need. And I've seen it. The first bowl begins to turn them from death to life. And then we've earned the right to say to them, hey, do you know there's a God in heaven who loves you? But they can't hear you when their stomachs are empty. And those mothers are saying, please, would you help us? $30. I mean, you can blow that just going to see a really bad movie and some really bad popcorn. So we can decide to stop living for ourselves and say that we're here as Christ's arms and hands and feet and heart. So please go to your phone, give the very best gift you can. And then we can go back to those places and say, we're bringing help and we're bringing it now. Please make the best gift
0: you can in impoverished and drought-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great, and without food, they face severe malnutrition, even death. With your support, Life's Mission Feeding Outreach can save lives by feeding and caring for children in the hardest hit areas of Angola, Mozambique, and South Sudan. With previous reserves gone and Mission Feeding helping in areas with severe crop failure, we urgently need to replenish our food supplies to reach 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for 3, 5, or 10 children for 3 full months. And with your gift of any amount, we'll send you Proverbs Power, Successful Communication. This powerful CD series, along with Study Guide featuring Stephen K. Scott, unveils the secrets to incredible wisdom found only in the book of Proverbs. This series will give you the tools to transform your relationships in life. With your gift of $100 or more, request the complete Proverbs Power Library, featuring five power-packed sessions that include the power of vision, breaking through mediocrity, and much more. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request the Bridge of Faith framed canvas print by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today.
4: You know, my heart is just broken sitting here in this cemetery surrounded by graves that are. Each and every one of them, graves for children. Little lives that have been stolen by malnutrition, children who have starved to death because they didn't have enough food. It truly breaks my heart. But you know what breaks my heart even more is the fact that we could have avoided this. We could have changed this. We could have stopped these graves from being filled with these little lives. We could have saved these children if we'd just been able to act in time. If we'd just been able to get to their village take mission feeding and give them a bowl of food a day. So please do whatever you can do today because $30 will feed three children. $50 will feed five and if you can find it in your heart to give that special gift of $100, you can feed 10 children today. That's 10 children's lives that'll be saved. Please give a gift of life today. Give the gift of mission feeding. Give life
3: we appreciate all you do as we extend arms around the world to give life. We want to give you hope today. You, when you support the Mission Feeding Outreach, just request Afraid to Hope by Dr. Rick Rigsby and we will gladly send that to you along with the other gifts that we have available because we, we really want to minister to you too as you help minister to those around the world. Would you thank the one who ministered to us today giving us hope, Dr. Rick Rigsby? thank you very
0: much
3: wonderful wonderful testimony thank you very much praying for you that god will continue to open those doors and we thank you as we open doors around the world to share the gospel thanks for joining us see
2: you next time
0: Tomorrow, Sheila Walsh spends Wednesdays in the Word with special guest Diane Strack. You're always looking for a place to stow your baggage, never to unpack it, but where can I stow it? Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.